everyone, and welcome to Passionately Interested, a podcast where we discuss the things we're passionately interested in. I'm your spooky host, Curtis. And I'm your nerdy host, Nick. How you doing today, Nick? Oh, I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Not too bad. Getting absolutely slaughtered by allergies, so I might sound a little a little congested. Uh, this is the first recording after uh, me falling in the shower, so it's uh, me trying to find a comfortable position. I forgot. I forgot you did that. Oh my god. Yeah. You get over <laughs> the whatever ick you had, and then you physically injure yourself. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure ribs are broken, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, at least you don't have to LARP for a little bit. I know. Um, it was real nice that it was an online event, so I didn't yeah. have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our uh, LARP got canceled for the last two games of this year because the camp that we've been playing at is absolutely falling to pieces mm-hmm. and so uh we found a new camp and decided that we'd just take november and december off and uh turns out it was for the best yeah very much so nick broke himself so <laughs> yeah i broke myself hard so we had so much fun giving the Goosebumps book a shot that we decided we wanted to give it our second shot now. I know that, like, the end of last episode, we're like, eh, we might not do it immediately. We're doing it immediately. <laughs> hey, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And not only that, but now we have, like, a basic understanding of of the bad choices. So maybe we can quickly get through and actually win. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to try, though. We're really going to try. I'll I'll try and keep this. We'll try and keep this a little bit closer to an hour. I'll keep an eye on the timer this time. Yeah. Try and get one of those two good endings. Yeah. So, you know, what what we'll do, we'll we'll try and move fast. I'm going to kind of mentally keep a timer. We'll see if in an hour if we can beat this thing or not. And if we don't. Then it has bested us. Yeah. So I'm going to start us out on page 75, which is where the first choice of the book happens. It's right after the door closes and Nick is trapped inside. So that's where we are going to make our first. It's right where we're going to start. Wait, I'm trapped inside or Jake got trapped inside. So Jake ran after or. OK, yeah, I he, was going to say <laughs> he, no, no, he, he went through the door. Um, and the door slams in your face. He's trapped on the other side and is yelling help. And you have the choice to either go in after Jake or go get help. The downside is I remember doing both of those options. I don't Mm -hmm. remember what choices I made (laughs) after either of those. Yeah. I mean, as, as you were presented with them, uh, maybe it'll kind of help. Yeah, probably. Refresh. Okay. So the door is closed. You shake the door handle and give it one last push. Suddenly, the door opens easily. Darkness greets you both. Darkness and the loud whirring of a motor. No sign of Jake. If you go in after Jake, turn to page 30. If you decide to get help first, go to page 111. But hurry. Let's try going after him again. All right. Turn to page 30 then. No time to lose. Jake needs your help. You step into the darkness. Lidge. Liz. Lidge. Liz Clutch. <laughs> Shit. It's the first fuck up of the of the episode. Liz clutches your arm. I I don't like that motor sound, she stammers. You don't like it either, but it's too late to turn back now. The heavy red door slams behind you. A thick bolt slides into place on its own. You're locked in. 
Slowly, your eyes adjust to the re- the strange red light that fills the room. Then you see what's making the motor sound. Ahead of you, a conveyor belt moves slowly through a velvet streamered opening in a black tunnel. It reminds you of those luggage carousels at the air- at the airport. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> yeah, I remember this too. <laughs> but there are no suitcases on this conveyor belt. Instead, there's a body, Jake's, and it's moving slowly away from you. His red sneakers are disappearing into the tunnel. Then you notice something else. Out of the corner of your eye, you see something move across the room. It's only a shadow, but there's definitely something there. What is it? If you want to find out what's moving through the shadows, turn to page 93. If you ignore it and just go after Jake, turn to page 18. Let's dive after Jake. After Jake. I don't want to be frozen by the super arctic AC again. (laughs) Flash frozen like a corn dog. Jake, you shout. You lunge to pull him back on his feet. Before you can grab his sneaker, a steel door slams down over the opening. You pull your hand back just in time. Kneeling on the low platform in front of the conveyor belt, you bang on the steel door. Jake, you shout again. The door slides up. The conveyor belt starts moving forward. You're so startled you lose your balance. Splat! You fall flat on your face. You're on the belt. Liz! You cry in terror. Get me off this thing! Liz jumps onto the belt to pull you off. The belt speeds up. Now both you and Liz are being dragged along the tunnel. Up ahead, Jake lies motionless on the moving belt, and at the end of the tunnel, a sign flashes on and off. It reads, This way to steaming room. Mm, Yep, I remember this. Yeah, I remember the steaming room. It did not go well for us last time. Made me tiny for some reason. Made you very tiny. I, was that Aubrey yelling at your dog again? Yeah. Well, she was saying good boy. He did something, so. That's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's positive reinforcement. <laughs> Steaming room? You ask Liz. What do you suppose that is? Liz only shakes her head, and the conveyor belt comes to a complete stop. You squint, trying to peer ahead in the, in the darkness. You're about to call out Jake's name when you hear voices. Let's get him off this belt, says one man. Dr. Wicked wants this one steamed right away. We'll do him first and then get the others, says a second man. Steamed? You gasp. And they we must be the others, Liz cries. Shh, listen, you say as the voices begin to argue. Maybe we should skip the steaming, one man says. If Dr. Wicked wants us to be finished in time for the opening tomorrow, we might just have to go on to the next step. No way, says the other man. You know we can't skip any steps. If the steaming is skipped, nothing goes right. Okay, okay. Let's just get this kid into the tube. You and Liz glance at each other in horror. Jake's always had a knack for getting into trouble, but this time's out of his. he's out of his league. We've got to see what they're doing, you whisper. You and Liz tiptoe along the conveyor belt. Finally, you see the room at the end of the tunnel. Two men are lifting Jake off the conveyor belt. His body hangs limp. You watch in terror as you as they load him into a tall glass tube and shut the door. Terror. The room is filled. Yeah. <laughs> spooky, spooky tubes. What's with all? I also noticed every single time you get near anything, a door closes. You try to run in after him, the red door closes. You try and grab him off the conveyor belt, a steel door closes. Listen, this guy invested a lot in automatic door technology, and he wants to show it off, okay? (laughs) For every door that opens, it also closes. 
That's what the old <laughs> saying is. <laughs> the room is filled with these human-sized tubes. They look like big test tubes, but they have doors. Each tube also has a clear hose sticking out of the top, connecting it to a big pipe on the ceiling. And Jake is inside of one of them. How can we get him out of there? Liz whispers. Before you can answer, the conveyor belt starts up with, again with a jolt. You and Liz are knocked off your feet and carried down the tunnel. Toward the test tube room. Then you notice that the air around you is getting damp and heavy. And you're feeling sleepy. Very sleepy. You spot purple smoke hissing from under the conveyor belt. Sleeping gas! It registers in your brain, but your body is now helpless to do anything about it. It's all you can do to rock your head to the side so you can see where you're going. No surprise there. You and Liz are heading straight into the waiting hands of two men in gloves and doctor masks. I'm just going to say, I have a Jimi Hendrix song stuck in my head now. Oh, <laughs> Purple Haze? Yeah. <laughs> it was very, that's a uh, very thematic. The two men in doctor's masks drag you and Liz off the belt. Two more for the steaming, says one. Dr. Wicked will be pleased. They roughly load you and Liz into separate test tubes, close the glass door, and seal them. They're going to steam us, your mind screams. We'll die. Already you have to fight to breathe. My your mind all... screams? Your mind screams to you. You <laughs> hear it in your skull. <laughs> That's a problem on its own. Your mind, and then, and then your mind races. <laughs> We will die. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to, uh, your mind races, trying to come up with a plan. Now that you're away from the sleeping gas, you feel strength returning to your arms and legs. Maybe you can break out of this contraption, but what about the two men? Besides, once the steaming starts, whatever it is. What do you mean, whatever it is? It's just a spa treatment. Yeah, once the steaming starts, whatever steam is, never heard of that. (laughs) You'll probably need all the strength you can muster. Maybe you should lie low, try to conserve air and energy, and hope you come out alive. What'll it be? If you fight to escape, go to page 107. If you stand perfectly still to save oxygen, go to page 47. Okay, last last time I tried to fight. fight. Yeah. So let's do the thing that makes no sense. And stand still. Okay, we're going <laughs> to try conserving our oxygen. You try to save oxygen in this glass prison by standing perfectly still. Apparently, Liz has the same idea. She breathes slowly inside her tube. You can't see Jake at all. His tube is filled with a cloud of white steam. Your mind works overtime. What's this all about? Those two men talked about getting you ready for Dr. Wicked. They said this steaming was the first step. First step of what? You're not sure you want to know. You'd rather just get out alive. Steam whooshes in through a hose on the top of the test tube. You brace yourself for the pain, but it never comes. Instead, your pores open as the steam gives your skin a deep cleansing. Nice. It's hot, but not so hot you can't stand it. Then, as suddenly as the steam appeared, it clears. You see you're you're moving again. The test tubes are lined up against a rolling track. Jake's tube is far ahead of you, rattling as it goes. Behind you, Liz looks as surprised as you do that it's over. You raise your hand to the glass to wave at her. As you do, you bump the latch on the glass door, and it wiggles loose. Oh, shit. Hmm. Nice. You now have a chance to escape when you see one. You push the door open. It swings open. That was... Okay. 
That was a weird, weird two sentences. Yeah. Immediately, the test tube stops moving. You jump out. The men with a doctor's mask are nowhere in sight. You run back to Liz's tube and unseal her door. Thanks, Liz exclaims as she jumps out. Are you all right, you ask? I'm fine, she assures you. But what about Jake? I can't see him anywhere. He disappeared into that opening in the wall. Liz is right. Jake's test tube is out of sight. You run to the opening in the wall. When you peer in, you can't see Jake's tube. What you do see is so frightening it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. It's the next step, and it couldn't be worse. A sign at the end of the long tunnel flashes these words. Skin Scraping Center. So, really, this place is just a fancy spa that's just really poorly worded. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's, it's, They call it skin scraping, but other people would call it exfoliation yeah yeah you get a sauna <laughs> and then exfoliating exactly it, it's just your your choices determine whether it's down at a five or up at an 11 <laughs> <laughs> they're going to skin jake alive you breathe in horror what do you mean skin jake alive liz cries remember one of the mask guys talked about getting jake ready for the next step you ask jake got through the steaming step The sign above the end of the hall says Skin Scraping Center. That must be the next step. You mean they're going to scrape Jake's skin off? Liz shudders. But why? I haven't figured that out, you you admit. But I know we've got to save him. Quick, get back into your test tube. What? Liz cries. Are you crazy? Trust me, you say. It's the only way to follow Jake. You push Liz back into her tube. Then you jump into your own and pull the door closed. (laughs) Just as you hope, the track starts moving along. You and Liz are headed for the skin scraping center. You hope you won't be too late to save Jake. That is, if you can survive yourselves. Ooh. I just... <laughs> can you survive? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I mean, I would like to, but if I look at the historical track record I have with this story, <laughs> no. <laughs> the track moves you and Liz toward the opening in the wall. Then something unexpected happens. Instead of the track taking you to the skin scraping center straight ahead, your test tube veers off to the left. Spotlights flicker on along the track. You're not in a tunnel at all. The test tubes are moving through a well-lit cave with a high ceiling. Without warning, the test tube stops moving. The door swings open slightly. A recorded voice over a loudspeaker repeats mechanically, Watch your step, please, as you are leaving your capsule. Watch your step, please, as you are leaving your capsule. Watch your step, please, as you are leaving your capsule. I mean, are we sure we're not in an airport? We had that conveyor belt, and now we have this voice telling us to watch our step. There was a gas leak in there just hallucinating all of this at a spa <laughs> slash airport. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually at the dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> Nervously, you and Liz step down from the tubes. You glance around for Jake, but you don't see him anywhere. Where is that voice coming from, you wonder? Then you spot two speakers hanging from wires on the cave-like walls. Well, there's your fucking answer, kid. <laughs> Where's the voice coming from? Oh, speakers. No, it's in my head. <laughs> I, am, I am imagining the voice. It is very kind and wants me not to trip. <laughs> there's no one here, Willis whispers. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the voice coming from? <laughs> A few steps away, you see two bucket seats lined with cushions. Two comfortable chairs just sitting there in the middle of the cave. 
Without thinking, you and Liz fall into the soft cushioned seats to collect your thoughts. I feel like that's something that you should think about, but okay. We've lost Jake, you state the obvious. <laughs> Thanks, R.L. Stein. <laughs> if only we could find Mr. Dunning in the group. What kind of weird wax museum is this anyways? There's something terrible happening here, Liz says. Another recorded message suddenly blares through the cavern. For the convenience of other visitors, please keep moving. Then the floor beneath your seat starts to move, just like the test tubes. Hey, you shout, trying to get up. A bar falls across your lap. Another drops down on Liz. Wait a minute, you think. You've been in the seats in seats like these before. At the amusement park. You must have stumbled onto some sort of wax museum ride. Hope it's a good one. <sighs> Why would anything that's happened up to this point point you towards this is a good thing? I mean, it sounds like people are supposed to be in this area. I mean, that's true. Yeah, it's it. There's there's a, a voice kind of pointing in the like the direction. It does sound like a ride. I'll give him that. The seats move forward ahead into a yet another dark tunnel. It's so dark you can't even see your hand in front of your face. Then your seats swivel abruptly and the lights come on. Before you is a wax diorama. Or diorama, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> it shows a stone-walled room filled with weird, old-fashioned science equipment. In the middle of the floor is a doctor's examining table. You recognize the setting. You've seen the movie at least five times. It's a scene from Frankenstein. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> but, there's, but there's something wrong. A wax statue of Igor, the creepy assistant, stands with his hand on the power switch. His mouth is open as if he's talking to someone. Except there's no one else there. What's more, the examining table is empty. Where's Dr. Frankenstein? And where's the monster? Weird. You know the museum is set to open tomorrow, so where are the missing statues? Maybe you should investigate. Liz has a different plan in mind. That's plain creepy, Liz cries. Stop the ride. I want to get off. <laughs> she, pu she pushes hard against the metal lap bar. Everything screeches to a halt. A moment later, the lights go out. You're sitting in the dark again. Finally, you get a choice. What, oh, happens, next yeah. <laughs> what happens next depends on what... Mm. Oh, this isn't a choice. God. I mean, in a way... So they say it's it a choice, but it's the... One of those, you picking this option thing? Kind of. What happens next depends on what day of the week it is. Oh, if so it's, damn it. Yeah, if you're reading this on a weekday, the ride starts right back up again. If you're reading this on a weekend, you have to get off the ride. Well, it's Thursday, which is our normal recording day. I'm going to be real so, pissed if that just screwed us. Yeah, I mean... Here, we're going to take a little peek ahead. Let's, let's do the normal one and see what it says. Yeah. We always reserve the right to go back and say, screw that. It's not a choose your own adventure if the day of the week determines our fate. Yeah. This one looks like it might be interesting, though. After a second, the bucket seats start, start up again. You turn a corner. There's lights up ahead. A recorded voice says, We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please watch your step as you leave the ride. The bars lift from your laps and you step out. You're in a little room with mirrors on pale green walls. On one wall, there's an open door. A sign above it says, Welcome to the River of Wax Maze. Proceed at your own risk. Beyond it, a narrow path is bordered by clear glass ditches. What looks like hot wax flows through the ditches, 
popping and bubbling as it goes. Now you see why it's risky to enter this maze. You wouldn't want to slip and fall into the wax. Liz starts to say something, but you cut her off. Shh, you caution. I think I hear something. Sure enough, barely audible above the gurgle and pop of the wax, you hear voices. You can't make out what they're talking about, but you know who they are. You'd know those voices anywhere. How could you forget them? It's them, you whispered to Liz. The guys with the doctor masks. You, we must be close to Jake. Come on. You have no choice but to tackle the maze on page 96. Good luck. Okay, so this is a physical drawn maze. Oh. Yeah. So what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to send you a picture. And yep. I think what we're going to do is we'll, we'll, we're going to cut here and we'll come back to you once we have completed the maze and continued the story from there. Because there is no way to make you doing <laughs> a picture maze cool in an audio form. I will manner. narrate every turn. <laughs> uh, left turn. Right turn. Dead end. Shit. <laughs> right turn. Right turn. Right turn. Right turn. Oh, I no, think I'm a in a circle. <laughs> it's NASCAR. Shit. <laughs> All right, but we will be back right after this. And we're back. We've finished the maze. And Nick actually did it pretty quickly. I was so legitimately surprised at the complexity of that mage, given it was a Goosebumps book, but... Yeah, like it's actually a pretty big maze. And like but I as said, we, as I'm getting the letters, the first three words are only you can. And I'm like, I thought we were going to have a guest appearance by a bear. <laughs> All about forest fires. But so so uh, while we were finishing the maze, it actually like as you did the maze correctly, it it, oh, it revealed a secret message from the owner of the Wicked Wax Museum, Dr. Wicked. What did that message say, Nick? Only you can save Jake. Ooh, Jake was always fated to be captured. Every Jake that ever entered this museum. <laughs> <laughs> all Jakes, they're all fucked. But since we successfully completed the maze, we can move on to page 124. The other option was if you don't do the, or if you don't get through the maze to go take a cold shower because you've just been riding on a river of molten wax. Molten wax. Uh-oh. It looks like your end might be here. Yours and Liz's and Jake's. You're in the wax dipping laboratory, and it's very clear now what is going on in, at this wicked wax museum. You look around for Jake and spy an empty stretcher, but no Jake. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Huge vats of hot bubbling wax are lined up across the center of the, of the lab. Dozens of ropes hang from scaffolding. Giant machines rumble, tumble, swish, and swirl. That's a lot of, of, a lot of uh, adjectives. Or are those nouns? Those are nouns. Words. Yeah, English. Hundreds of wax-dipped figures dangle from drying racks. A voice on the other side of the laboratory shouts, Check that one for readiness. Yes, Dr. Wicked, replies a worker in white. Now you see him. It's Dr. Izzy Wicked himself, standing on a platform overlooking the lab. A mane of white, wild hair frames his hollow-cheeked face. Well, yeah, because... Is he really a mad scientist if he doesn't have unruly white hair? 
Yeah, if he doesn't look like <laughs> Einstein got electrocuted. Yeah. Don't dip him until you're sure the steaming and skinning has been successful, he orders. Three other workers are ga gathering around a stainless steel table. When they step back, you see what or who they're examining. It's Jake. At least we know where he is. <laughs> yeah. It's Jake. Liz exclaims loudly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Both the worker and Dr. Wicked swing around to see who spoke. God damn it, Liz. <laughs> Screwed. They see you and Liz. After them, Dr. Wicked orders. After them. Run, you shout. Run for your life. I bumped my mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to yell. Yeah, like, what the hell? That's weird that he wrote that into the book. With all the workers in the in the laboratory coming after you, there's only one way out of this. Up. You fly into the sky. <laughs> your, th your thoughts are racing as fast as your feet. You've got it. You could climb the scaffolding on those ropes. Then you could swing down and tackle Dr. Wicked. Sick. <laughs> it's risky. No. It's more than risky. It's life-threatening. <laughs> it's just such a dumb idea, but hey! <laughs> That's not OSHA approved. <laughs> but you have no choice other than which ropes to climb. You examine them closely. Some look too thin to support your weight. Others are thicker, but start to fray. Which one will you choose? Thin rope or thick fraying rope, Nick? Uh... I wish they gave diameters here. Then I would have something to work with here. Like when they say thin, do they mean like twine or? Like... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go with a thin rope and it's going to be a red herring and I'm going to die. But so I just can't. Thick ones? Well, no, because the thick one's fraying. Yeah, but the, uh, the it does but... say that the thin ones look like they cannot support your weight. They're too thin. Well, that's a good point. Fraying as in it has you know, loose bits sticking out or like actually cut. That's a probably, probably old here, R.L. Stein. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, my guess would be that fraying is like they're damaged. Yeah, that's so my they're figure. thick enough to hold your weight, but you're going to it's a like you got to move fast because if you stay on them too long, they'll break. Yeah, let's go with the thick ropes because they can potentially support us. OK, go for the thick ones. You instruct Liz. <laughs> Go for the thick ones, my lady. <laughs> you and Liz grab the frayed ropes and start climbing. Get them, Dr. Wicked shouts. He's not going to let you get away. Pull, you encourage Liz. Faster! You notice a few strands of rope coming loose under your hands. Maybe we should have taken the other ropes, you think. But there's no time for that now. You've got to climb. It's harder than you th thought it would be. The ropes aren't anchored anywhere, so so you and Liz swing wildly through the air. What happens next is a total accident. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you and Liz were just trying to get away, that's all. But while you were swinging out of control, you accidentally swing into Dr. Wicked, and Liz swings into the whole row of workers. Like bowling pins being knocked over by a giant bowling ball, Dr. Wicked and the workers fall into the vats of hot wax below. Sounds unpleasant. Their screams fill the laboratory. Dr. Wicked is destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Oh. Yes, I like, I like the description. <laughs> That's a good descriptor, but like, those kids, see these kids, they're like, it was them or 
us, you say to Liz as you slide down the ropes and land safely. But, like, those kids are not going to be okay. They just killed a bunch of people. Hey, listen, I'm familiar with enough popular fiction, and I know how those kids turn out. They will be perfectly fine. Yeah. Though, it won't be like Bly Manor. (laughs) No, they will suppress it and never think of it again. I mean, one you of saw them will it, become right? a drug addict. I saw Haunting at, uh, of Hill House. But did you see <laughs> one it? of them's on drugs. Chapter two. They're all adults, all perfectly fine. They don't get all screwy until they get called back to Derry. See, you just suppress it and don't think about it. Exactly. <laughs> While we're on that, just really quick. Damn, the acting on that moment when the de- uh, the deadlights hit mm. the I don't remember his name. The guy with the glasses. Yeah, the guy who's the director. But when the deadlights hit him and he goes through from the body motion of throwing to instantly his arms are swinging down at his sides. Amazing, amazing, like, move choreography. Oh, yeah. So good. Right, Liz says weakly. Them or us. (laughs) A muffled voice (laughs) says from the table. It says M-M-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-G-G-B-G-B-F-F. Nope, that's accurate. I think I did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we, uh, can you read that ri- line back for me again? <laughs> uh, we're going to need a little more rushed in this, in this one. Yeah. Take I need a little bit more, mm, and a little bit less. Uh, I need to hear some more panic. All right, let's run again. <laughs> Jake, you and Liz exclaim together, but this time you call out his name with happiness instead of horror. You hurry over to the table he's tied to and pull the tape off of his mouth and eyes. They taped his eyes. No more eyebrow or eyelash. All gone. What do you think, Liz? You ask, winking at her. Should we unstrap him? After all, he's the one who got us into this mess in the first place. (laughs) We'll just leave him here to die. Come on, Jake. (laughs) That's an option. (laughs) It's on on the table. (laughs) (sighs) Come on, Jake pleads. This was no picnic for me either, you know. They had me headed for the bath of the century. I don't think that was the the voice I gave. I think it was more like this. That's okay. You and Liz laugh as you untie Jake. He stands up and shakes his legs to get the circulation going and says, So what did I miss? (sighs) Put him back on the table. Liz rolls her eyes. Yeah, me too, Liz. You're just about to give Jake a friendly punch in the sh- on the shoulder when you hear another familiar voice. Uh-oh, you say. Here comes more trouble. It's the cops. <laughs> they know that we just killed a bunch of people. <laughs> no, we can't face repercussions for our actions. That's just wrong. Yeah. Mr. Dunning, you Liz and Jake all cry at once. What are you doing here? Good question, Mr. Dunning says angrily. I might ask you the same thing. I thought I told you to wait in the lobby. Uh, well, we, uh, Jake stammers. Never mind that now. I'll <laughs> deal with you three later. Maybe missing this wonderful trip with was punishment enough. We saw everything there was to see and even met the owner of the museum himself. No, Dr. You didn't. Wicked. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Mm, I don't think you did. Because he's, he dead. Haven't seen him much lately, though. Anyway, you three really missed out on a lot. I, I hope you've d- learned a lesson after this experience. 
You know, oh, we sure have, Mr. Dunning, you say. We definitely, positively sure have. The end. I would just like to point out, one, hooray, good ending. Uh, but yeah. two. <laughs> so yes, while that was a lot to read and stuff, and it does take a while to get there, when you actually think about how much quote-unquote action happened in what we read, it probably broke down to maybe a half hour tops. Yeah, I mean, honestly. And like... Were these people sprinting through the wax museum to see everything? Because that's a pretty bad field trip, I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a shitty ass. We saw everything. Did you actually look at it or did you just run on by? <laughs> yeah. Did you even give a shit? Because we took a lot of shortcuts through a whole bunch of special conveyor belts and stuff. I don't know how you guys wandered around and like, didn't hear any of the screaming. Because <laughs> I've wandered wax museums before. And given our recording time and the amount of times we I died, so still, that was like two and a half hours of just... Yeah. Even if you took that two and a half hours to wander through a museum, that's still not enough time to truly see everything, even in a small museum. Like, to actually see it and look at it and actually, you know, read all those little plaques and actually absorb that information. So, what kind of educational field trip do you really have? Hmm? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you, it sounds Rant like the teacher over. just didn't want to teach. <laughs> the teacher didn't want to teach. He just brought kids to kind of usher them through. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get very much fanfare, though, that we did. We did it! Good point. <laughs> Listen, I just, got, I just got jaded from dying almost a half dozen times. <laughs> I did flip ahead. Like, I was just kind of peeking. After you chose the the thick ropes, I peeked at the thin ropes. It was a death. Of course. Because yeah, yeah. why wouldn't it be? Yeah, thin ropes was death. Thick ropes was life. And a death for probably a dozen or so people. Oh? I oh, mean, yeah. All the yeah, there were, there were a lot of workers, and then Dr. Izzy Wicked, and they all simultaneously died due to burning, which is not a fast death. Mm-hmm. Serves him right, I say. Well, they brought it on themselves. Yeah. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> Fuck those guys. They're dead now. <laughs> and the teacher's just like, oh, I haven't seen him in a minute. Oh, well, let's just <laughs> skedaddle. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did it in a timely manner. Yeah, without adding to the death count, which actually I am more impressed about. I know, we didn't die at all, damn. And that's not even like, haha, we didn't die, editing, editing, like we legit <laughs> didn't die a single time. Quick, no, go back, quick, no, yeah. oh, goddammit. Ixnay, Ixnay. Yeah, because I mean, so, I looked up, there's 20 bad endings, two good endings. So we got a quarter of the bad endings before getting a good ending. <laughs> there's There's 22 endings and the back of the book says... With over 20 super spooky endings. I mean... 22 is is over 20, (laughs) but when you say over a number, it makes it sound like you're you're selling it. Like, oh, it could be 26, 27, maybe 35. At least it was was more than 21. Over 20! (laughs) Yes, that is the next number. Congratulations. So there's two good endings? Yeah. What's the other good ending? Uh, The other good ending is... The other way. So there are two perfect paths, depending on if you follow Jake or try and get help. Oh, 
Look up what page the second good ending is so that we can read it. 60. I want it to has, read this. From what I'm reading, it has nothing to do with the doctor. It has to do with Sybil. Oh, I see. <gasps> Remember last time how I said that that pocket mirror was uh, Chekhov's mirror? Yeah. It All right, so been starting at the top of page right. 60, you slap your pockets frantically. Axel gave you a mirror after you rescued him from the deboner, but what did you do with it? The Sybil monster... Ooh, the Sybil monster's disgusting, rotting breath is right in your face. If she gets any closer, the worms from her face will crawl over to yours. Where is that mirror? There! You find the small disc in your back pocket. How many pockets do you have that it, like, takes you that long, honestly? <laughs> Pulling it out, you thrust it into the Sybil monster's face. The horror! She cries as she sees her own reflection. The horror! The horror! She said she couldn't bear to look at herself in the mirror. Will it stop her? It does. And more. The Sybil monster begins to melt into a pool of purple liquid. Hmm. Mm -hmm. The nest of creepy crawlies spreads out over the puddle and begins to slurp it up. Soon there will be nothing left of Sybil Wick. That's fucking gross as hell, man. <laughs> Also, seeing yourself in the mirror, you just, like, liquefy. That's cool. I'm wondering if it's Voices anyone approach. who looks in that mirror, because that could have been bad. <laughs> Break the mirror now. <laughs> Voices approach. It's Liz with a mob of reporters. Mm. Awkward. We've missed a lot, obviously. <laughs> They're here for Sybil's press... Pr uh, oh, no. They're here for Sybil's press conference, she explains. Flash bulbs go, flash bulbs? How fucking long ago is this flash bulbs on a camera? Listen, Arlstein has been stuck in the past. Surprise. <laughs> the reporters come in and it's just the... <laughs> All right, now don't move for 10 minutes. Hold still while I go underneath this cover and uh, I got to set up the big box. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was phosphorus, wasn't it? Like uh, it was. I think it was phosphorus. Yeah. Let me yeah, actually look I that think up. They, they like held up. It was like a handle with a tray or like a trough full of phosphorus that just pop. Oh no! I don't want. No, don't, I don't want to know about. I just want to know about the flash. Because they went underneath the cover, which tells me that it was. It, I think it was a safety thing. Uh no, that was because of the darkness. Oh. Okay. What was in flash powder? Thank you for calling it flash powder. But like, what? commonly potassium perchlorate and aluminum. So flashbulbs go off around you. Reporters buzz with questions. The press has arrived just in time. Ah, my eyes! Flashbangs! <laughs> Change that one word, and it becomes a lot different. Flashbangs go off all around you. Reporters buzz with questions. <laughs> The press has arrived just in time to catch Sybil's final moments on film. What a story, one of them cries. It sure is. You and Liz are the real heroes in the end. I have no idea if they saved Jake in that one or if he's just kind of... <laughs> oh, wait. <gasps> oh, wait. Remember, if we follow that path, Jake runs out of the museum. Yeah, going, saying it, it was, was a, just a it joke. Was a prank. Yeah. What a dick. Well, cool. Now we now we know both endings. And one of them we reached all on our own. <laughs> yeah, and the other one 
we used the internet for. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, I think that about does it. Like, I mean, we we came in with a a goal and we fucking rocked it and met that goal in like 45 minutes. That's super good compared to the hour and a half of us floundering last time. Hey, I I was testing the waters. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I think it helped the fact that the last one we had to spend so long trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Getting the right (laughs) mind space. Yeah, and and we like it, it's it's legitimately what you just said. We tested the waters. We figured out kind of like what well, we shouldn't do this and shouldn't do this, and we should do this instead. And surprise, that was exactly what the combination we needed to for the the beginning of the formula of success. <laughs> Still, I love the executioner that as the axe is falling, surprise, flash frozen. Flash frozen like a couple of corn dogs. I I didn't. I would never in a million years would have saw that coming. That was that was legitimately out of left field. I'd like to thank Nolan Die for the use of our theme song "Chinaski" by his band Sad Gravity. You can find them as well as his other band Best Sleep on Spotify. Both really good bands, especially Best Sleep. They they are a, a very very good band, and I'm very happy to have them as a local band as, and one of the members be a a friend of mine. I think that's super cool. You can follow us on Twitter at passionatelypod or email us at passionatelyinterestedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you everyone so much for listening. I'm, I really hope that you enjoyed this one as much as you did the last one. I, I enjoyed it just as much though. We didn't get to goof as much. We were very business this time trying to slam our way to the end, but I'm very happy that we did. Yeah, uh, I'm actually really glad that it turned out how it did. It was surprisingly fun, too. Yeah, these these books are good. Not anytime soon. This time I promise, I promise you that we will not do it in the next video. I'd like to do another one. I mean, we don't even have to do goosebumps. Uh, Turning around, I can see four Star Wars ones. Ooh. (gasps) And then you can read and I can do the choices. Yeah. And like you said, it's going to be a while because uh, it's going to be like a month or two before I can take normal breaths without hurting. <laughs> yeah, well that and and we'll we'll probably we'll switch back to normal episode format for yeah. the rest of the year and then I think start of the year is when we'll have a special episode with a guest on it maybe. Ooh. But that that'll I'm I think that one will be the first of the year cuz with the holidays coming up our recording schedule is about to get a little weird and I didn't want to try and fit somebody else who isn't as familiar with the setup in our system to try and also be like also like and by the way we're going to be recording on random days at random times for the next couple of months so we'll get that all sorted out though and we'll have a couple of regular a little bit more low energy kind of episodes maybe a little bit easier to turn on in the background than this one because i know that this one's one you're gonna follow along a little bit more with so we'll we'll be back to our regular programming for the rest of the year hooray Woo! <laughs> but again, thank you everybody so much. I'm Curtis. I'm Nick. Did you know that Bonobo, the common name for apes, actually came from a typo? Thanks for listening.